Welcome to another American Bankruptcy Interview with a Newsmaker. I'm Sam Giordano, ABI Executive Director. Our special guest today is Representative Carolyn Maloney, a member of Congress from New York, representing the 14th Congressional District. First elected in 1992, she's a leading member of the House Financial Services Committee, especially in the area of credit card reform. Representative Maloney is the prime sponsor of the Credit Cardholders' Bill of Rights, H.R. 627, in this Congress. Last year, the bill passed the House by a bipartisan vote, but the Senate failed to act. As we are recording this today on April 22nd, the House Financial Services Committee is considering the bill and poised to take action to send the bill to the full House. The legislation would ban a number of controversial credit card billing and marketing practices and is supported by a host of consumer advocacy organizations. It's opposed by many in the consumer credit industry. The industry favors an alternative regulatory approach rather than a statute in the form of rules promulgated by the Federal Reserve that prohibit certain unfair and deceptive practices. More than 60,000 consumers filed comments during the rulemaking process describing their personal experiences with credit cards. It's been reported that the average family in the United States today has about $8,000 of credit card debt, adding to the financial vulnerability of households, which can lead to a personal bankruptcy. Today we'll discuss the legislation, the industry position, the prospects for enactment this Congress, and the effect it might have on consumer credit availability down the road. Welcome, Congresswoman Maloney. Delighted to be with you. I'm, uh, I think we can uh, safely anticipate today's result in the committee that the bill will probably be approved. Congratulations Thank on that. Thank you so much. As you know, we passed it in the last Congress with a strong vote of 312 to 112 and 110th. And uh, over 84 Republicans likewise voted for it, which uh, gave it a strong bipartisan support. What are the uh, what are the key elements of the legislation? Well, the, the credit the, this land uh, mark legislation helps level the playing field between cardholders and card companies. For too long, the relationship has been very one sided, but markets function best when all sides know what they're getting into. And these uh, deceptive practices need to stop. The bill brings more transparency to the contractual relationship and gives consumers the tools they need to better manage their own credit. The reforms in this bill are needed now more than ever as working Americans have increasingly turned to credit cards to help pay medical bills, groceries, and make ends meet in this uh, troubled economy. Um, Today's vote clears a major hurdle Credit card reformers are not out of the woods yet. We need uh, the continued support of Speaker Pelosi and other House members to pass it on the floor. And then, of course, we need uh, Senator Dodd and other Senate supporters to get the 60 votes needed to overcome resistance in the Senate to help uh, pass this bill. What the bill does is that it, it attacks or 
bans or stops some of the most abusive practices uh, that are out there now. Um, anytime, any reason, rate increases. Double cycle billing, where they charge interest even when customers are, are, are never late on or pay their cards on it. I would, I, I would say that the main, main thing in the bill is that it stops uh, any time, any reason rate increases. It uh, stops the tricks and traps uh, that are there to, to um, trap consumers. And um, the Credit Card Bill of Rights uh, provides crucial protections against unfair, but unfortunately very common credit card practices. First and foremost, it ends unfair arbitrary interest rate increases and it prevents companies from unfairly increasing interest rates on existing balances. Retroactive increases are permitted only if a cardholder is more than 30 days late or if a pre-agreed promotional rate expires or if the rate adjusts as part of the variable rate or if the cardholder fails to comply with a workout agreement. It also very importantly gives uh, cardholders um, 45 days notice of all interest rate increases or any significant con contract change or fees so, uh, so consumers can pay off their balances and shop for a better deal. This will put more competition into the system. The bill lets consumers set hard credit limits and stops the excessive over-the-limit fees. It gives many tools to help consumers uh, better manage their credit one of which would allow them uh, to set their limits and not be charged over the limit fees. And it in, ends unfair penalties for cardholders who pay on time. I, I hear often from my constituency, they'll say, I, my, they upped my interest rate dramatically, but I've always paid on time and I've never gone over the limit. So that would end that unfair practice. If a cardholder pays on time and in full, the bill prevents card companies from piling on additional fees on balances uh, consisting solely of leftover interest. It prohibits card companies from charging a fee for payments are received over the phone or via the Internet, the so-called pay-to-pay provision. And it requires fair allocation of consumer payments. Uh, many companies credit the payments to a cardholder's lowest interest rate balances first, making it impossible for the consumer to pay off high-rate debt. And the bill bans this practice, requiring payments made in excess of the minimum to be allocated proportionally or to the balance with the highest interest rate. Uh, many people are caught in what we call due date gimmicks, where they change the date that's due, and if you're late, they charge you a fee. Mm -hmm. And among the other measures that I mentioned, this requires card companies to mail billing statements 21 calendar days before the due date, and that is up from the current 14 days, and to credit as on-time payments made before 5 p.m. local time on the due date, mm -hmm. and extends the due date to next business day for mailed payments when the due date falls on the day that a card company does not accept or receive mail, such as a Sunday or a holiday. And it prevents the misleading terms and damaging consumer cut credit ratings, uh, terms that have often changed and misled consumers, such as fixed rate and prime rate. 
they, they must define them so that they cannot mislead or deceive consumers in marketing and advertising. And it also gives consumers who receive these pre-approved cards the right to reject that card uh, prior to activation without negatively affecting their credit scores. Mm -hmm. And it prohibits and protects uh, vulnerable consumers from high-fee subprime credit cards. And it bars uh, issuing credit cards to vulnerable minors. Mm -hmm. And uh, it does a lot. <laughs> it does right. a lot to protect Americans. Right. A number of the uh, provisions um, are also subject uh, to this coming Federal Reserve regulation. And, and so the question is, um, uh, is, why is the legislation necessary when we have the uh, regulation coming from the Fed uh, at or around the same time, sometime uh, mid-next well, year? The Fed um, came out with a proposed rule that was very similar to my bill. It practically mirrored the bill. Mm -hmm. They had a comment time in which over 66,000 Americans right. wrote in and commented in support of it. And uh, what is very important about the bill is that a law is better for consumers than just a regulation. The Fed rule is just that, a rule. And a rule can be reversed or changed or invalidated by the courts. These seven members of the Federal Reserve Board could reverse themselves uh, very quickly. And uh, final congressional action will grant uh, consumers guaranteed protection for a long time. Legislation, obviously, is far stronger and more durable than regulation. And regulation can be easily changed or implemented or delayed. It can be challenged and evaded more easily than a law. And these changes are so important that they deserve the force of law behind them. The Federal Reserve came out and called these practices, and I quote, unfair, deceptive, and anti-competitive, end quote. And I would say also the, the bill is more comprehensive and thorough than the regulations. It uh, gives new authority to regulate prevent a variety of abuses. It, uh, it uh, has a, a, a bans the so-called high-cost subprime cards, and uh, it also has other ex consumer protections there uh, to help, such as uh, being able to, to set your own credit limit and prohibiting credit, credit card companies from giving cards to uh, younger borrowers. Or right, younger right. 18. I know the, the president is meeting with... Um, many uh, in the banking industry, uh, even this week, uh, about this issue and some other ones. Do you think that uh, lenders, particularly those who've received federal bailout money, have a obligation um, to be uh, more supportive uh, of legislation like this, or at least not to raise rates or change terms for their credit card customers, um, even if, uh, as they say, they're suffering higher losses due to, uh, due to charge-offs and the like? Well, well, first of all, this has absolutely nothing to do with TARP. The, the TARP funds uh, that these banks are, are receiving, unfair, deceptive, and anti-competitive practices, as the Fed has declared them, are bad for consumers regardless of TARP. And we ban these practices 
not just the banks that are taking TARP, but everyone. Card issuers have the right to earn a profit, but when a consumer and a card company enter into a contract, it should be a two-way street. Right now, the card companies can raise rates at any time for any reason, and that is just simply not fair. What my bill does is ban rate hikes on existing balances, and it requires 45 days' notice of any rate hike going forward on new purchases, which is enough time for a consumer to shop around for a better rate. What about a uh, national interest rate cap, a kind of national usury law? Should that be uh, considered as part of a comprehensive credit card reform? Did your subcommittee consider that? The bill before us, the bill that I wrote, uh, respects the free market system. It um, puts competition back into the system, which I believe will help to lower interest rates. And uh, I, I believe it's a better, a better approach to allow consumers to go to another card that has a lower rate. That will drive interest rates down. Given the uh, critical role that uh, this type of unsecured credit plays in our national economy, economy that runs on consumer spending and, and the consumer use of, of credit, are you concerned about uh, unintended consequences in terms of less availability of credit, particularly to borrowers who may be more risky? Well, the card companies have opposed this legislation in good times, in prosperous times, and in bad times. They're opposed to it. Uh, they say that people will have to get it, interest rates, interest rates will go up and, and uh, they will cut the back credit lines, but who are they kidding? Card issuers are already cutting back credit lines. Many times on customers who pay on time and pay their full balances. I, I started working on this issue back in 2007 before the recession, and they were opposed to credit card reforms then. And uh, reports are coming in that interest rates are being doubled and so forth, so this stops those abuses. Are you worried that it might lead, lead card issuers to require consumers to pay annual fees or other charges that might uh, uh, tend to uh, recover some of what they might otherwise get through these other fees? Well, that, uh, if they feel the fees are unfair with their card, they can go to another card company. It's a very competitive business. Uh, just last week I get offers from two other credit card companies. <laughs> Credit cards come in every day, so it must be a very profitable business. And uh, it's very important. They're very much a part of our economy. Uh, but I believe that uh, when a, a abuse is called unfair, anti-competitive, uh, it should be stopped. Great. Well, Congresswoman Maloney, uh, we thank you so much for being generous with your time today, especially during the midst of the markup. Well, thank you for your interest. And for sharing your views on the legislation. Thank you very much for your interest. And we thank our audience for listening. Until next time for the American Bankruptcy Institute, this is Sam Giordano saying good day.